Welcome back, everyone. So today we're going to be doing the final segment in the destruction of Satan's kingdom. So we're going to look at the second resurrection as the first part of that. But the process of judgment is not yet complete. Those who died without repenting before the beginning of the millennium must be judged. In this final judgment, God's mercy and wisdom become further apparent. Remember, faithful Christians are resurrected prior to the millennium at Christ's return. Theirs was the first resurrection. Verse 5. Yet a parenthetical note here states that the rest of the dead did not live again until the thousand years were finished. Same verse. The dead who are resurrected to appear before the throne of God, verse 12, after the thousand years have expired, verse 7, have never fully known God and his ways. They have never comprehended what it means to really repent of their sins. Are they resurrected to be, to be condemned forever? Not at all. Notice the purpose of this second resurrection. Then I saw a great white throne and him who sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God, and the book of the Bible were opened. And another book was opened, which was the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books, verses 11 to 12. They are resurrected, then judged by biblical standards according to their response to the spiritual enlightenment they now receive for the first time. The word translated books in this passage is the Greek Biblia, and the root of which was given us the English word Bible. When God resurrects these people, he will explain the full meaning of the books of the Holy Scriptures to them. When they respond and repent, their names also can be written in the book of life. But notice what happens to those who, after being resurrected and receiving a clear understanding of what God expects of them, still refuse to repent. And anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Verse 15. Other scriptures indicate that a third group must be resurrected to be included in this final destruction of the wicked in the lake of fire. Jesus said that some would deliberately and knowingly despise the spiritual knowledge that God would open their minds to understanding. This calculated blasphemy against the Holy Spirit, he said, will not be forgiven either in this age or in the age to come. Matthew 12:31 32 those who have turned down all other opportunities to repent and be forgiven must be resurrected for the judgment at the end. Revelation 21.8 These are people who have deliberately rejected God's way of life, even after they have been once enlightened and have tasted the heavenly gift and have become partakers of the Holy Spirit. They once were forgiven and given the Holy Spirit, but afterwards they chose to reject God's rule over them and blaspheme the Holy Spirit. Therefore, say the scriptures, for those who have maliciously trampled the Son of God underfoot, counted the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified a common thing, and insulted the Spirit of grace, Hebrews 10.29. There, no there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful expectation of judgment and fairy indignation which will devour the adversaries, verses 26-27. It is important that we understand the purpose of the lake of fire. God has judged that all the wicked must be burned up. See, the day is coming, burning like an oven, when all the arrogant and all evildoers 
will be uh, stubble. The day that comes shall burn them up, says the Lord of hosts, so that it will leave them neither root nor branch. Malachi 4.1 Therefore it appears that this final resurrection of necessity must include the wicked who have already been condemned to perish in the lake of fire, however few they may be, comparatively speaking. Uh, Next part is victory over death. This brings us to the time when Paul said, Death is swallowed up in victory. 1 Corinthians 15.54 By the end of the final judgment period, all human beings who have ever lived will have been given the opportunity to choose life and death, to repent and submit to God, to receive eternal life, or refuse to repent, and by doing so, choose eternal death. There is ultimately no middle ground, no other choice. Some, sad to say, will stubbornly cling to their self-directed course in spite of all the opportunities to repent that God makes available to them. God will not force eternal life on anyone. Those who knowingly choose not to repent will be judged by their actions, destroyed in the lake of fire. This is truly an act of mercy, since such persons would bring perpetual misery on themselves and others forever. When all is finished, we are told, Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. The judgment of God is complete. Never again will those who receive salvation have the fear of death. Death will be will have been swallowed up in victory. This fulfills one of Jesus' prophecies. The Son of Man will send out his angels, and they will gather out his kingdom, all things that offend. And those who practice lawlessness will cast them into the furnace of fire. There will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. He who has ears, let him hear. Uh, Matthew thirteen forty-one to 43 The inspiring explanation of the resurrections teaches us that the reward of God's faithful people is not to go to heaven as a disembodied soul right after death. Instead, it begins with walking up, waking up <clears throat> from the unconscious to renewed life in the first resurrection, when Jesus returns to establish the kingdom of God on earth. So that concludes that part of it. And then uh, next we'll be taking on the final couple of uh, segments, and they will be on the everlasting kingdom of God. Um, which is something we all should be very much looking forward to. It's an exciting time for all of us to get to live with God forever. But we do need to understand what that means. And so we can take a look at that as the last little bit of our Revelation study. So thanks for tuning in. I hope you'll uh, catch me on the next one.